When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, The Bird Show. If you are in a relationship right now that you're teetering in and thinking about getting out of it, we talk about this every year. We've got a debate dump day, right? Because yep. you're about to slide into the holidays here. And if you're in a crappy relationship, you probably need to get out before Thanksgiving starts and then Christmas and then you got New Year's. And then you got Valentine's Day. That's four months right there where it makes things way more challenging. So here you are today and you've already got one foot out the door. What is the last day to get out of the relationship before you look like a complete a-hole? I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes, dude. Because, I mean, otherwise Thursday is one week from Thanksgiving. You got to get, yeah. I think tomorrow has to be dump day. Why, why is it, why it can't be too close to Thanksgiving? Why does that matter? It be around your family. Yeah. No, I mean, it could be before though, right? But I, why can't it be the day before Thanksgiving? Like the the. Literally the day before. Yes. Like, hey, I'm going to break up with you. Go have fun with your family and eat turkey. That is rude. <laughs> it sends a very clear message. <laughs> well, it, it sends a clear message a week before also. Like, I don't want to yeah. be with you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It is never too late to get out of a relationship you don't want to be in. I'm guilty of doing this, too, where you set these invisible deadlines in your head. And then when you don't meet, meet them, you think, oh, no, I've got to push it off or I've got to procrastinate on it. Do it whenever it feels right. If it's today, if it's tomorrow, it, if, it, if it is two hours before you walk through the door seeing their family at Thanksgiving, I say dump them. See, you're sending the wrong message. Though. Sometimes you can just send the wrong message. If you stay in this, like let's say in keeping with your theory mm-hmm. that you do Thanksgiving, right? So that indicates to the rest of the family, like we are spending family time together. So when you break up, I feel like... It hits harder to you, and it hit, it confuses them and the family. Like, why didn't you just do this before the holidays? Well, I, th- maybe you didn't know, and I think that's a fair response. Like, maybe you had just started considering it a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Like, I'm not really sure this is right. And then you spend holidays with the family, and you're like, yeah, like, I don't think I could spend, you know, the next however many years with this family. And while that might be insulting to hear, I still think that's like a fair response or a fair um, conclusion to come to if you were on the fence. So your vote is any day. Anytime. Christmas morning. Yep. Wake them up. The best gift <laughs> is, the best gift of singleness coming right at your door, baby. It comes to me every year. It's the way Jesus wanted it. Yep. You're going to break up, do it on my birthday. Jesus was single. <laughs> Jesus was you single. You leave Jesus out of it. Yeah. Well, there was no, no one t- was good enough for Jesus. <laughs> there was no Tinder back then either. <laughs> <laughs> or he would not have been, I assure you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you have one foot out the door, if you've been teetering in this relationship, I think tomorrow, tomorrow is the day you've got to pull the plug. So you feel like you should at least give them a week to, uh, yes. to make their Thanksgiving plans and yes. whatever happens after that. Change okay. your travel plans. It gives warning to everybody in the family. It also warns them that they're going to have to be like in a different mode, like comfort mode. Okay, you're going through this really bad breakup. The whole thing changes. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. That's yeah. fair. All right. I uh, like that. All right. I, yeah. I feel like we go because we, we debate this every single year what day dump day should be. And I feel like one, eight days. I think that's fair. Eight days before Thanksgiving. Now, if Friday comes and you haven't done it, sorry, you're, you're stuck till Valentine's <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll stress some of you guys out for Thanksgiving. Our producer, Jackson Kim, here, stressed out for Thanksgiving already. Yeah, um, you know, when it comes to the holidays and seeing all your extended family who you haven't seen in a long time, most people get stressed out. Like, if you're single, when are you going to, you know, get married? If you're married, when are you going to have kids? Um, While those conversations do happen within my family, there's also an added level of pressure, which has to do with careers and jobs and how successful you are. And 
I just am really not looking forward to having that conversation with a million people next week. Is it different for a Korean family? Is this a cultural thing also? Like there's pressure there to be in a certain field at a certain place in your life already? Yeah, for sure. Um, it doesn't help that the majority, if not everybody on, especially that side of my family, um, that comes and visits are all like vastly successful in their respective careers, whether that's being in law or doctors and business people like all the whole gamut everyone is doing very very well and so you know in the past coming to the holidays and talking about my jobs I've had some fairly I guess you would say prestigious jobs that you get outside of college and as like proud of them as I was I was completely and utterly miserable in them but they still loved that I had those kind of jobs and they were always like oh no it's fine like you know as long as you just grind through this things are going to get better you're setting yourself up in such a good place but the thing is this year has been uh, tumultuous uh, for lack of a better word uh, when it comes to my own careers I got laid off from a job earlier this year I started I helped start my own company as well and now I'm working here in morning radio like these are not the most like you know they're not super familiar with what this are you, path. what are you talking about Jackson you can roll into Thanksgiving dinner and be like I posed in a diaper because we collected 50,000 diapers for babies in need I feel like Mo is feeling this right here no I was laughing because I'm thinking to myself like Jackson is telling us that he has to deal with the disappointment of his family realizing that he's landed on the bird show <laughs> Sounds accurate. Well, I mean, you don't have the benefit of the, um, of being in a disrespectful white family because in white families, if your parents are coming down on you, you can say like, shut up, leave me alone. I, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, in other cultures, you're not allowed to do that. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, in other cultures, you yeah. can't do that, right? We're allowed to be disrespectful. It's welcomed in white families. Right? And like, as much of a win as I consider this year to be in the position that I'm in right now, like I'm genuinely happier than I've ever been in any job or career that I've ever had in the past. Oh, that's that awesome. Congratulations. To, oh, thank you. That's but in, in, different, awesome. in different cultures, happiness is not the goal. <laughs> Never. I know. I need you. I need y'all to come to Thanksgiving with me. <laughs> it's doing what your parents want and being respectful. It has nothing to do with happiness. Gotcha. Exactly. Making lots of money. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> I understand why you're stressed out. Okay. So yeah. let's let's do this. You don't have to tell them on, you're on this show. Tell them you're on a different show. Yeah, you're doing NPR. Yeah. Or <laughs> look, there's a lot. Well, there's a lot of really like successful syndicated shows. Tell me you're on Seacrest, Bobby Bones. Pick one. You're on The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll change it up for everyone that I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you tell them The Bird the bird Show and yeah. they go to The Bird Show, just mm. say yes. Yes, syndicated bird show. All right, so let's do this. How about you send us a couple of the questions you anticipate getting from your family and extended family, oh, and we come up with responses oh, for you. Oh, this is fun. Okay? This is really fun. So that way you can, like, you don't have to think on your feet. You'll have, like, a pocket full of great responses whenever your family asks those questions um, every single year. I also want to answer them differently than what you're going to expect in your own. I want to answer them as though a white family would answer it. Okay. <laughs> I'll record the responses, too. I'll, I'll do it. Let I want to see this. I'm so you got a homework assignment for tomorrow, okay? Sounds good. All right, send those to us, and then we have the homework assignment of coming up with your responses. Yes. Perfect. Okay. All right. Hey, The Bird Show. All right, email time, because she is convinced, I don't know how you get out of this, that her best friend's fiancé, best friend's fiancé, is secretly interested in her. Let's read the email. Maybe she's saying things that aren't even there. Dear Burt Show members, first off, love you, longtime listener, and I need some advice. I want to stay anonymous as this is a situation that involves another longtime listener. I have a best friend who is engaged and soon to be married this spring. Her fiance, I'm not so fond of. I have had weird encounters with him. I feel like he's always looking at me whenever we are in the same room. I've caught his eye looking at me or my body multiple times. One time, after they were both leaving my house after a social gathering, he gave me a really weird hug. It was more like an intimate hug in which his arms lingered and he caressed my back. I just feel like if he were given the opportunity to make a move, maybe he would. I have not told my best friend how uncomfortable he makes me feel. For one, 
We have not had many opportunities to sit down alone and have this conversation. But on the other hand, I'm not sure she would take this information well. You think? (laughs) We are a couple of months from her wedding, and the focus is supposed to be about her and her happiness. Please help me and tell me if I should sit down and have this conversation prior to the wedding or just let it be. He has not tried anything, but I just can't help but notice that he's always staring at me. He just creeps me out. I'm afraid my best friend could take this the wrong way, and this could ruin our friendship. Any advice would be helpful. Thank you. I don't know if we'll get any calls on this. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. But I wonder if there's anybody listening right now, a woman, that has felt the exact same way about a friend's boyfriend, and you tested them a little bit. Not like the way we do with War of the Roses. Not entrapment. Not entrapment. But just did enough just so you could get 100% clarity on what their intention was. Like maybe you came on, you were a little flirty just to see how he was going to react. You know, one eight five five Bircho. What do you do in a case like this? <sighs> Honestly, because the wedding is already planned and it's coming up so quickly, I think, I think it's too late to say anything, if I'm honest with you. He hasn't made any specific moves where he like tried to kiss you. I think if he actually initiated some kind of cheating behavior, I think that would be completely different. But I think you have a probably very valid gut feeling. He could just be like a creep, but it doesn't sound like he's actually going to make a move on you. And I think if you wanted to say something, it's a little bit too late for that. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you have enough. Um, It's hard enough to get somebody to see the true perspective of their relationship when you're not about to get married right after. So I think the fact that the marriage is right there, your friend, if anything, is probably going to come more at you for this situation, even though it's not the Mm -hmm. right thing to do. But I feel like that's what would end up happening. And since he hasn't really truly crossed the line, I don't think I would risk that. Uh, Hi, guy speaking from experience. Uh, It doesn't matter if she's in love, it's not going to matter what her friends say. Like, she is going to be focused. If she's got 12 friends that say, hey, you're marrying a creeper, she is going to say, absolutely not. I'm going through with it anyway. I refuse to believe it yep. um, until she sees it for herself. So I I wouldn't say anything because I don't think you have anything concrete enough and I don't think it's going to be received well. Um, obviously, the moment something inappropriate does happen, then absolutely. Next time he is staring at you uncomfortably, call him out. Like, like, seriously, like the next time you say, be like, just be like, do I have something on my face? Like, is there something in my teeth? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you're staring at me. So there must be something on my face. He won't know if it's in her teeth because he's not looking at her face. Here's <laughs> 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 Laura, who has tested somebody like this before. Hey, Laura, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Um, so I was actually getting married, and my best friend came to me telling me that she felt that my uh, ex-husband now um, was being flirtatious towards her and awkward and uncomfortable, and it made her feel very awkward. And I was 17, so keep this in mind. And I dismissed everything she said. I completely dismissed it. I ignored her. I told her that um, she was crazy. This is not something that would happen. Like, why are you doing this? I was so upset with her. And we we separated. We weren't friends anymore for a long time. And then when I found out my ex-husband had cheated on me multiple times um, behind my back from a Craigslist ad of all places, um... I, we ended up separating, uh, for a while, um, and I ended up becoming friends with her again because I was like, man, I'm, I'm a dick. I'm so sorry. Like, I felt so bad that I had not listened to her. Um, and so my personal thought processes on this is go for it, tell her, you know, and it may, it may stop your friendship for a little bit. But it may also save her from a situation that she is already uncomfortable mm. She, I'm guessing she knows in her gut one way or the other. You know, because even if you're not listening to your friend, you know in your gut what's right, what's not right. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I've had a similar thing where um, my best friend's uh, husband now has always hit on me. And I had to stop talking to my best friend because it just got so uncomfortable. Um, and we've lost contact for a little bit here. 
And he still makes passes on me on Instagram. He'll, like, comment on my stuff all the time. And I tell him, it's not appropriate, dude. Like, stop talking to me. Did you did you tell her? Or did you just, like, suffer in silence with him hitting on you? Or did you actually confront her and be like, dude, like, this guy's out of line? I think I, I think one time I did tell her, like, hey, like, doing a little too much. Like, you need to back off. I, and I said his name. I don't know if you can block that off. But, um, yeah, and... She uh, was like, oh, that's just how he is. So I just have had a separate violence. Oh, he's just flirty like that. Nice, creepy like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Bert, Mo, you're both going to Brazil this weekend. Indeed. And you might notice that the iconic Christ the Redeemer statue might be looking a little different this weekend. So... The mayor of Rio de Janeiro wants a Taylor Swift shirt to be projected on the iconic no. Christ the Redeemer statue. No. You're lying. You can't do that. I kid you not. So he popped on social media to repost a fan account's depiction of the city's famous Christ the Redeemer statue wearing the Junior Jewels shirt from the You Belong With Me music video. And um, he said that he was going to try his best to make it happen. So I know what everyone's thinking. Is this disrespectful? Is this about to be disrespectful towards a religious monument? Well, it would not be the first time a shirt has been projected on the Christ the Redeemer statue. One example is when um, the local soccer club's uh, jersey was projected onto the statue and it was seen as a seen as like mm-hmm. a big honor, big deal when a big match was coming up. But well, those are really hardcore fans. I, th- I think it's Flamenco down there or something like that. Yeah. They are crazy about their team. So I can see how the people are like, all right, in the overall ir- uh, hierarchy, it goes... Our team, Flamenco, and then Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So you definitely have to get permission from the priest in charge of this statue. So fans were actually joking online that the priest was going to block it because he's a big Ariana Grande fan. If you see see who he follows on social media, he doesn't follow Taylor Swift, but he does follow Ariana Grande. And um, some of the tweets were absolutely hysterical because some of the Swifties went to bat in the comments. One guy said, Dear Father Omar, the missionary of peace, Taylor Swift, is arriving in Brazil to sing her praises this week and we would spend the time honoring her arrival in Rio with a projection uh, on Christ to repay the affection she has for us. Another person said, Father, please, Taylor is a charitable woman who came from a Catholic family. She has a beautiful relationship with the family. Lots of love all around her. Always very polite. She sings about love. Please, Father, help us. I think even Taylor would go, nah, too much. That's what I'm thinking too. (laughs) I'm really interested to see how her her team responds to this because the the priest in charge of the projections that get to be on this statue actually reposted something um, that said, we the Brazilian Swifties would love to make a projection on Christ the Redeemer to honor Taylor's visit in Brazil. For that to happen, we need your help to speak with her management. Could you please help us to celebrate her music in the wonderful city? Thank you very much. <laughs> Waiting for an answer. Right, so if you're Taylor's management, do, do you do you do this? Uh, I, uh, I don't think I would. I'll mess with it. No, no Do you turn it. down the request of the... Yep. Of the priest? It's literally the priest coming to her being like, we're absolutely on board with this. So if I'm going to do it, if I'm Taylor Swift and I'm going to do this, I'm going to make sure it's a good shirt projected, A. But B, I want it in writing from multiple religious sources saying that this is not some kind of defamation. Literally one of Jesus's couriers is coming to Taylor Swift to say, hey, do you want us to project um, one of your T-shirts on? No. No. Well, if anybody is going to hear from Jesus directly, it's going to be Taylor. So I would say, no, unless I hear from the guy directly. Directly. Yep, then nope, not going to happen. Di- directly, directly. Written statement. Yes. Jesus, this, himself. Jesus, Jesus himself. Jesus himself. Not in the group chat either. One-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> we need the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on board. So Abby was mentioning that Mo and I are going to be in Rio de Janeiro at the same time, right? So I booked these tickets. I want to do something really special for my son and I for this Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're going down to Rio for the the Brazil-Argentina World Cup qualifier, right? Which I knew it was going to be hard to get tickets and it was even going to be maybe a little bit more difficult to get a hotel room, even though if you've never been to uh, Rio, it's a little bit like New York City, right on the beach, okay? It's a great city. There were no hotel rooms available at all and I could not figure out why. Quick Google search. That dang Taylor Swift, man. <laughs> She's in town in all the hotel. I'm staying 30 minutes outside of Rio because I couldn't get a hotel for the first couple of nights. Wow. What about you? 
Uh, my trip was booked for me, but it's been booked for for months. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think anyone had a problem with mine. I think because you trip you you booked yours way later, after yeah. me. So yeah, you don't realize like the economic benefit for any city or country when Taylor Swift comes to town because you've got a whole bunch of people flying into town. All these hotel rooms now are booked up. The economy boosts when she's in that city. I know. So prepare to see a lot of very emotional girls running around Rio. <laughs> I know y'all were looking for the, y'all are probably gonna be looking for the honeys, the babes out in the club, but it's just going to be a lot of girls nah, looking like me crying because nah. Taylor Swift's in town. No hotties in Brazil. Yeah, no, 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 I'll you be do. with my lady. I don't know nothing about any of that. <laughs> nothing. Are you going down with your lady? She it's her surprise. Oh. That's what I was telling you. Okay. All right. I don't think you was listening. You was just no. you just stole my trip and just kept it moving. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes more sense. Okay, now it makes more sense to me because the other day I said to you, hey, I'm going to be at Rio at the same time. If you want to link up, I'm getting, you know, I'm doing a tour or whatever, and you seemed lukewarm about it. Now I get why. You're going to be down there with your lady, not your dude friend. No, nah, he's coming too. It's, it's oh, a group okay. of us going, but I just didn't know what day you're doing it. Okay. That's the only thing. But no, no, no. We'll, we'll, unless it's going to be hotties on the boat, then then that may be a little bit too much for me. I don't have any plans for any hotties on the boat. So then we'll be fine. I'm the only hottie on that boat. <laughs> All right, that's enough. But Hollis can't make any promises. But I, Yeah, Hollis. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be a problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to have, he's 16 years old, but I might have to have one of those toddler leashes on him. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Yachty wrapped a verse about Billie Eilish's boobs, but she wasn't mad about it. I'll tell you about her unexpected response on your next E-Buzz on The Burt Show. Hey, The Burt Show. This dude just turns around and... I mean, breaks up with one woman and then proposes to her best friend. Uh, We will get to that email here in just one second. But, man, chew on this if you're going to be doing some traveling here over Thanksgiving. Triple A expects over 55.5 million people to be traveling for Thanksgiving this year. That is the third most since 2000. It's a little bit of an increase over last year. I think this is still the coronavirus effect. Like, people are still trying to get out, man. We are all gathered together, and now we're ready to be out. And also to make up for those holidays we didn't get to spend together. Mm-hmm. So you're making sure to spend those holidays together now. It's going to be a mess at the airports, any airport that you're looking at. So just be really, <laughs> leave yourself plenty of time. Is there anything more stressful than thinking you're about to miss your flight? And then around Thanksgiving, there aren't even other flights to get because those are all booked up also. So the roads are going to be bad. Flights are going to be bad. I'd love to tell you just be patient with each other because it's it's going to be nasty right before Thanksgiving. All right, so the email here is that after she turned down the boyfriend's proposal, he just went on and proposed to her best friend. Uh, I don't think she's overreacting, but let's hear the email. <laughs> Dear Bert Show, you may call me Karis. I live in Africa, and I watch your show on Facebook. That's so cool. You guys are <laughs> awesome, and I appreciate your work. I would like to know if I'm the a-hole in this story. Last year, I rekindled a friendship with my first boyfriend. Let's call him Martin, who at the time was living in another country, 17 hours by air from where I stay. My best friend, let's call her Judy, had gone also to the same country, so I linked them up asking him to help her in March of 2022. Initially, she calls and tells me how and what they did. All of a sudden, the calls and the messages stopped. One day, she updated her WhatsApp status, and I saw that they went on a vision expo and took some very beautiful pictures together. That piqued my curiosity. Of course, she didn't tell me, but later in the evening, he did. There was something very peculiar about these pictures. They looked like a happy couple. That night, Martin called to tell me how Judy looks and acts just like me. Truth is, we can easily be be mistaken for twins, although she is older than me and we do not share the same parents. The next two days after the picture incident, Martin called me to say that Judy visited him at his home and was in the kitchen cooking food for him and his friends. I was quite taken aback, but I said nothing. After two days, Judy called to explain what happened and I asked her if she would be happy if I did the same to her. She went on to say that she wasn't the only one cooking for Martin, that ladies from his church also cooked for him. I accused both of them of dating behind my back, but they denied it. Fast forward to three months after this incident, Martin came to my base to visit and proposed. I told him that I needed time to get to know him better. Well, he argued that I had known him for 16 years and there was nothing more to know. (laughs) Needless to say, I didn't accept the offer. Two months later, Judy called me to tell me that Martin proposed to her (laughs) and she asked him to first get consent from me what? before she could accept. That boy going to marry somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. He's Pick determined. Yep. 
I told her that they are both adults and they can do whatever works for them. Apparently, Martin married someone else this year. However, since then, I no longer see her as a friend. She has made efforts to reconnect, but I either ignore her calls or make excuses like I'm busy. Truth is, is that she... Truth is that she was a really good friend, but I feel like she is likely to do the same. This assumption is based on the fact that when I met her back in 2013, it was apparent that she was dating a married man whose wife was pregnant. To be honest, I sometimes feel like maybe I overreacted given that the man in question is already married. I would really love to hear from you on your thoughts, on your opinions and thoughts. Thank you. I wouldn't be able to trust her ever again. Nah. You don't need this kind of trauma, man. No, nah, no. Nah. No, nah, I wouldn't be able to trust her either. I don't think it's fair to base that on what you knew when you were already friends with her after that and got past that. But if you don't trust her based off of the fact that she uh, she kind of lied to you or at least withheld information in dating the guy you used to date, I can completely understand that. And I, I'm a firm believer that I don't think you should punish a woman for something a man does or for a man's behavior. Like... It's obviously he was in the wrong for proposing to her and then turning around and then, you know, immediately proposing to her friend. But the fact <laughs> that you just didn't immediately say, hail to the gnaw. Right. You called her up and said, hey, your boyfriend just proposed to me. But before I accept, I wanted your blessing. That right there was the end of the friendship. <laughs> and it is never to be remedied yeah. or rectified or whatever word you want to replace there. There are some things, while sad enough, there are some things that you just can't get around as friends. That that kind of distrust, it's over. Yeah. And there's no bouncing back. That goes on your permanent record. For sure. I'll never be able to trust you again. And there's, there's no point in having a friend that you can't trust. Right? I don't think we're giving Judy enough credit. Okay. She didn't get okay. engaged to the guy. She said no at some point. Do I think she's a little stupid? Yes. But, <laughs> but at the very least, she didn't marry him. In this letter, it says that he married somebody else. So, I don't know. So you're saying, go ahead. It's not that big a deal. It's a little bit of a big deal, but it's not a big, big deal. <laughs> not a deal-breaking big deal. It's not a deal-breaker. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta. Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, May I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. <laughs> and kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. The Bird Show. Our producer, our phone screener, Mike, he's not even working today. He only works on Mondays, but he feels so passionate. <laughs> about this one particular subject. He's like, I will cleaver my schedule to talk about dudes peeing sitting down. Yeah, he, he became passionate when I went into the phone screening room yesterday and I was like, hey, you're going to be on the air with this, but you're just going to do it via phone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mikey. Hey, everybody. What's the word? Well, now I know why they call you Messy Mikey. Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, it is clean. Yes, All right, go ahead. State, state your case here. How did we well, even get into this yesterday? Yeah, so it all, ha it all started, the debate about men sitting down to urinate 
All started with Abby's unhinged segment yesterday. Yesterday, we were doing the unhinged segment where I played the worst dating app prompts that guys voice on the app. And yesterday, some guys said and admitted to peeing while sitting down. Sometimes uh, I pee sitting down, so don't be too impressed. That was it. Lower your expectations, girlies. Okay. And so I think you asked Abby and I if that would be a turnoff. Like if you're dating somebody and you finally get to that comfortable period where you can actually have the door open while you're peeing. Mm -hmm. If he was peeing sitting down, would it be a turnoff? And you said no. Yeah, I don't know. And Abby was honest. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be a little weird. You open the door and he's just taking a squat, but yeah. you hear a little trickle, trickle. But see, I'm also at the place in my relationship. It's, it's, I have to try to put myself back in the beginning because, I mean, I've been with my husband. We've been together for 17 years now. I mean, we were, last night, he was doing laundry in the hallway and I was walking from the bathroom to the to the closet and I smelled something funny and I'm like did you just rip one and he's like yup so I mean that's where we are in our relationship so him sitting down to pee would not be a turn off for me would it be weird if he pooped standing up <laughs> I mean unless he likes to hear the poop poop as he goes to the toilet that's one hell of a splash though yeah, I know. <laughs> back in the blades nasty <laughs> yeah no that would be an issue that, that would be an issue alright Mikey so what are Mo and I missing by peeing standing up no, look, you guys are absolutely right. It's a complete turnoff. It's a, it's, it's a bad thing, but it's got its pros. I'm telling you. I've got a written statement if you'd let me read it. <laughs> Floor's yours, certainly. All right. Today I'm taking a stand. No longer will I be discriminated against for a long-term bathroom habit of mine. I'm here to say to the world that I pee sitting down and I'm dang proud of it. <laughs> Anytime I've told somebody that I prefer to pee sitting down in my private residence, they look at me odd. Now I've got a list of reasons why it's not odd, but it's actually genius. <laughs> Let me tell you why. First, it makes so much more sense, all the sense in the world. Why would I stand where I could sit? I'm not in any type of hurry. And I like to play Plants vs. Zombies while I'm on the pot. <laughs> All right. Secondly, I am at no risk of dribbling pee on my nice khakis. <laughs> I Anytime I'm peeing standing up, I tend to dribble some pee on my nice khakis. <laughs> and then you look like an idiot. You got a prostate um, problem. Yeah. <laughs> You're too young to have no. a prostate problem. Turn on your aim or something. <laughs> what do you mean? Aren't you? You guys don't dribble? No. no isn't there no. like a, shake, isn't there a trick that you kind of like, you kind of hold the head up a little bit and then you can just kind of like shake it? <laughs> I don't know about yeah, the head um, up thing, but this is yeah, that's, that's a real yeah, technique well, to yeah. it. It is. It is. <laughs> but it's not anything that yeah. you, like your dad teaches you. It's just kind of no. like, no, it's an, yeah, you just, you got it. Okay. Cause I want, no, I, we, we're just using two different lingos. Dribble and shake. No, it's the same thing, I think. Dribbling is like, if it's getting on your khakis, then you're that doing, is a dribble. Are you right. doing a helicopter with it? And a just, yeah, a shake is yeah. to make sure that you don't dribble yes. onto exactly. your khakis. Exactly, yes. Okay, well, then I'm talking about shake. Um, but when you shake, are you shaking it so violently yeah, that like you get going crazy with the shake? You might not be shaking. Maybe. You might be playing with yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fine line. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a little bit too violent. I don't know. Maybe I got a prostate problem. That doctor that called in yesterday, he says, he says I might have the healthiest prostate of us all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They say if you're sitting down, that's the best one. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, well, so people try to count you out whenever they hear that you pee sitting down. And this is kind of what Abby was talking about yesterday. Whenever I first started dating my girlfriend, I knew that I had to come clean about it. <laughs> and it was just as humiliating as I thought it was going to be. But any, ounce of man any, any ounce of manliness I had in that moment was completely gone. Whenever she pictured me just sitting long-legged on the pot, pin. Why well, long-legged uh, on the pot? Mikey, but why did you have to disclose that? Because she's going to catch me sometime, and okay. I'm not going to let that happen. Okay. I'm getting and, out in front of it first. And she's going to mistake this for a poop yeah. if she walks in on him and yeah. he's peeing, so it's better to establish this right off the bat. Gotcha. I, under I understand the logic yep. here. I do, too. Okay, I got you. And 
And if I'm just going to keep up the charade, I'm going to have to lift the toilet seat every time. It's it, it was too much. I just need to come clean. Um, but yeah, it was, and it was as bad as you could think it'd be. She buried her face in her hands, <laughs> wondering what she got herself into. Um, but here's the upside, everybody. Hear this one out. Time went by and she was forced to get used to it. Eventually she was able to see the genius of it. She has never, here's two things. She's never once had to put the toilet seat down mm-hmm. and the toilet has never had a drop of pee on it. Never a dribble of pee. Yeah, I could see why a woman would endorse this because mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to emasculate us. Um, <laughs> it's our way of taking down the patriarchy. <laughs> it's all part of our Barbie plot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mikey, it turns out that you are not the only Burt Show member that pees sitting down, and this one, honestly, is shocking. Kaylee, please <gasps> grab a line. No way. Yeah, well, when I'm at home, well, I used to have um, my... Uh, I used to have a Prince Albert. I had it for like 15 years. If you don't know what that is, it's a piercing through the head of your pee-pee. And <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's take a, let's take a, I was going to say hard right, but I don't want to. Uh, let's take a right turn. Why would you do that? Is it more, does it make it more sensitive? Um, not for me. I don't know. When I was like 18, I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to get one. And it was right when I became a body piercer. So is it more pleasurable for the women that you're with? Some women, yes. Some women, no. Okay. I guess it just depends on, uh, their, their, uh, how they're set up. Is there still a hole down there where you can put it in? Yeah, I mean, I had it for like 15 years, and so the reason why I sat down, because I depending like, on... I just had this vision of a, a hose with a bunch of holes in it. Right. Like when you go to pee. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, it was, it was like sometimes when you be... <laughs> It's like a whole leathery bag. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't want to get any pee on my floor, so I just sat down. But if I went to like I was at a public like place, I would just. I didn't care, like, if it sprayed anywhere. <laughs> That's not your problem. Not um, my problem. So, Mikey, um, were you taught by your parents to pee sitting down, or did they teach you to pee standing up? Or was there no, ever that no, lesson no. at all? Don't, don't, don't put that on those fine folks. They didn't do that at all. This is my problem that I'm facing. No, I, I came up with it all by my lonesome. <laughs> I think you're supposed, supposed to, when you start potty training boys, they mm-hmm. start sitting down. Yes. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, initially. But then you make the transition into boyhood. That's why you have those little potties, and when they sit on them, there's like this little cover in the mm-hmm. front. That way they can they sit uh. peeing down, and then you then ultimately they learn how to pee standing up. So even when you go, like, in public restrooms, you will bypass? No, no that's different. But okay. okay, this is just one tiny part of my pee life. I got all kinds of problems. I got stage fright, like nobody's business. So I'm a stall guy. I'm a guy that likes to go into a stall. I don't like to journal. All right. So, and that that could possibly play into it. I don't know which one came first, but uh, no, in public, I am standing up, but preferably in a stall. Have you ever tried to pee? On the urinal, like sitting on the urinal. Could you imagine you guys walking into the men's restroom here? He's sitting in Mikey's sitting in on the urinal. Mo took a picture of my socks underneath, so I know he's going to take a picture of that. <laughs> or, no, or you're lined up at like that terrible stadium trough where you yeah, have to pee in worst. it. Oh, wow. You got one dude that's yeah. just sitting he there just on the trough. <laughs> How did we talk about this for 10 minutes? We're the Bird Show. <laughs> we are the Bird Show. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Well, this is a pretty surprising headline from Billie Eilish. So she's been very vocal about the fact that a lot of times she makes fashion choices specifically to wear baggy clothes to kind of hide her body. She says she's always felt very uncomfortable with like sexualized comments coming from like randos and strangers on the internet. And so when I saw that there was a provocative lyric from Lil Yachty and Drake about her chest area, I was like, oh, I know she's about to go to bat on these guys. Well, that was absolutely not the case. So in Drake and Lil Yachty's song, Another Late Night, 
there's a verse that says she had big boobs like Billie Eilish, but she couldn't sing. And I thought for sure Billie was about to come swinging. Mm-hmm. She actually said the exact opposite. She said, I think it's fun to Variety Magazine. I'm flattered. Yachty is my friend. Drake is my friend. It's a joke. I do have big boobs and I love it. Yeah, if it's your friends, I mean, then I wouldn't think twice about it either. So if they weren't though, if there was no friendship relationship, then all of a sudden does it cross a line? Totally. Yeah. Like there's definitely things you can say to me because we have a history together. We have a rapport. Like there are things you could say to me that a stranger off the street, absolutely (laughs) not. And I think I've tried them all. (laughs) (laughs) In 12 years, yes, you have. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because she's been very vocal about the fact that she has often tried to hide her body. So I thought she would almost be a little bit Mm self-conscious when such a public verse comes out in that way. But yeah, it is completely different when it comes from somebody that you know and have a history with. In this same interview, she also talked about body shaming when it comes to being different between men and women. She said, nobody ever says a thing about men's bodies. If you're muscular, cool. If you're not, cool. If you're real thin, cool. If you have a dad bod, cool. If you're pudgy, love it. Everybody's happy with it. You know why? Because girls are nice, which I would (laughs) disagree. Um, That's what she thinks, huh? That's what she thinks. Who said that again? Billie Eilish. Oh, girl, Mm, you have not been on the... She has obviously been off the internet for a while. Yeah, she clearly has not heard any of my commentary on dating apps. Most like, I'm a man and I would like to beg different. Oh, absolutely different. (laughs) All right, Zac Efron is responding to Matthew Perry's alleged comments that he wanted him to play him in a biopic. So when Matthew Perry passed away, apparently he had mentioned that he was going to work on a story about his life and he was hoping that his former co-star Zac Efron from Seventeen Again would play him. And Zac was incredibly flattered by it. He said that Matthew was such a mentor for him. He was a mentor to me and we made a really cool film together. I looked up to a lot. I learned comedic timing from that guy. I mean, when we were filming 17 again, it was so surreal for me to look across and have him be there because I've just learned so much from him from his whole life. And in terms of if he would play him or not, he said he would be absolutely honored to. I found out after, and of course I'm devastated for his loss. I'm honored to hear that he was thinking of me to play him, and we'll see. I'd be honored to do it. I would be more heartbroken to hear that news after finding it out because... Honestly, listening to that interview, it kind of sounds like, yes, I'd be honored, but we also haven't spoken in a long time. And it it's a good reminder that when you've got something on your mind or you're thinking about somebody or, um, you know, you're, you would be honored to play that person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to speak up and keep in contact with the people that matter to you and not keep that stuff to yourself. If you could choose any actress at all to play you in a movie, who you taking? Me? You. Um, I, here's the thing. Like, it would have to be somebody younger than me. Because, like, assuming in 50 years I do something worthy of having a movie made out of me, it would have to be, like, somebody who would be younger and could, like, play me through this era of my life. But if I had to, like, just pick any actress, I mean, maybe, like, Blake Lively or something. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she's a lot older than me, so it doesn't really make sense. Who you guys got? I don't know. I, I, a lot of people, for some reason, think Nick Cannon should play me. I hear that all the time. Uh-uh. What? I don't, I don't know why they think that, but I hear it a lot. Huh. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Nick Cannon? You're hotter than Nick Cannon. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you have fewer baby mamas, too. I love you. <laughs> who, who you got? Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. That's a no-brainer right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one major problem here, but Kevin Hart for me. <laughs> what's the, what's what's, the issue? I mean, what's the issue? He's funny? Hey, any- <laughs> Ooh, burn! <laughs> Carry on. You need some aloe for that burn! <laughs> Do you need a second to recover from that? I'm, I'm really. I had to. I'm sorry. I was like, right don't apologize. Don't you dare apologize. Cassie, what's that word? Burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I would choose to play play you, but definitely not Nick Cannon. No, yeah, Maybe, see that? What about Idris Elba? Oh, I'd take that, yeah. But again, a- he's older. He's yeah. the same issue where it's like you can't really pick someone until you know who's going to be big in like 15 years. So. you got to think about the right person. Mm-hmm. Come back to me. All right, for more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. Uh, the Burt Show. <laughs> I was ready to come in here and just light up Kristen. Just light her up because she has this take that watching television is a freaking hobby. It makes me feel better about myself. Let me have it. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought nobody is as ridiculous as Kristen. Mm -hmm. So I put it up on Twitter as a poll. Yeah. 60% of people agree with you. Yay! 
I'm really? in the majority. That's Buy a schmidgen, but I'll take it. That is not what. It is sixty percent say yes. Sixty percent said it's watching you, TV is a hobby. It's how you choose to spend your leisure time. Like if you, I get enjoyment out of watching documentaries. Um, I just started watching Buccaneers on Apple TV, which I as soon as I watched it, I'm like, oh my god, this is Abby's jam. Yeah, I started watching it over the weekend too because I'm like, this looks up my alley. It's a period piece with feminism in the middle. Right? So yeah, I've been watching that too. It's so good. So if it's anything is done in your leisure time, it would be considered a hobby. Anything. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah. Meditating. That's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's a hobby. Yeah. Sleeping. Okay, that's not a hobby. Why, why? do you have leisure time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you want, if napping, napping is something no, you enjoy, then it's necessary. That's a health thing. That it, yeah, you need sleep to survive. So you agree with her, and you went to Emory. You agree that watching TV is a hobby. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you think about what you're watching. Yes. I mean, like, and if you look at, if you talk to Kristen about reality shows, she can give you rundowns on people's marriages. I'm sure you've talked to friends about reality shows. It's a topic of conversation. Think about how many television shows have been the center of segments on this show. Like, it sparks debate. It sparks conversation. It doesn't feel like, for me, that's like, it doesn't feel like a hobby, though. I don't a watching naked attraction was most definitely a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abby, there are definitely good reasons to swipe left on people. Then there are the more superficial ones. Yes, I need everyone to just take a, a breather real quick but because before you get your panties in a wad, let's just all admit that we can be a little shallow when it comes to dating. And Kristen challenged me yesterday as we were swiping through my dating apps to admit to some of the more shallow reasons I've been turned off on my apps. Bert, it was so much fun. So you had already left because you had your doctor's appointment. Uh-huh. Um, and I was, you know, Abby was swiping and she showed us a dude and then I immediately, and I'll let him, I'll let you tell him about the dude that you swiped left on, which made total sense. I did not find that superficial. That was not like a minor ick. That was a, a major ick. But then she came across one dude that she swiped left on and it was for such a minor offense. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to put a list together of minor offenses that you've swiped left on. All right, and, and guys, before you get totally offended, if you might be on this list or have one of these superficial um, um, characteristics, keep in mind, this is also coming from the woman that has never been eager to go on a second date. Because <laughs> they're the problem, okay. clearly. So the, the profile we came across yesterday, as I was swiping on Hinge, uh, you know, trying to distract my mind from having a single thought in it, I <laughs> I came across this guy's profile, and he was a, you know, military guy. I'm like, oh, sounds like a stand-up citizen. And then you look at his face, and he had a tampon hanging out of his nose. <laughs> Cassie actually didn't say this was a deal breaker. She said that she thought that this guy would be funny. It shows personality. I think it's funny. He's not afraid of tampons. He's a goofball. That's his first photo. I would totally swipe okay. on that. Everybody's got different preferences. Mm-hmm. Sure. I ain't dealing with no goofs. But then the next guy we came across. <laughs> the next guy we came across. Says the girl in radio. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not interested in dating any goofs. Yeah, we got to balance each other out. Only one of us can be a loser in this relationship. So. <laughs> Save that. So then the next profile I came across. And, and when I say that I swiped left on this, it was more of like the breaking point. Like I was kind of like doing the critical analysis in my head of like, mm, can I like forget? <laughs> could I like have sex with this man? No. And it was when I came across a video of him shotgunning a Pepsi. <laughs> well, that's impressive. <laughs> and I was like, he's a Pepsi drinker. Uh, so it wasn't even the shotgun. It was uh, just that it wasn't Coke. Oh, it, was, it was also a poor shotgun. It he, was a bad shotgun. It was a bad shotgun at that too. And maybe he'd be more into Lana Del Rey because she has that one song referencing what her downstairs area tastes like. Yeah, Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Um, so not for me. I'm yeah. not in the same uh, zip code as Lana Del Rey. I mean, she didn't hesitate. It was the fastest swipe left I've ever seen. It was amazing. I was like, no, it's not even Pepsi Zero. Do you want to get diabetes early? Anyway, okay, so the second one was that in a lot of his prompts, he kept using the smile with the colon and the parentheses. I don't know. There's just something icky about it. Oh. You know, it just feels very feminine. Use, a, use an emoji you, you want. You want emojis. Yeah. Yeah, and just like one. You get one as a man. Like, ever? <laughs> per, per year. You get to use it once one a year. One emoji or one, one emoji a year? A single emoji used a year. You get one time. You make it count. <laughs> it's got to be good. Uh, this next one I think you'll be surprised about, and it's because he was too in shape. Now, I think there's a degree of 
looking attractive because you have like some muscles and it looks like you're fit. Maybe you run. But if you, it looks like all you do is snort protein powder and spend your days at the gym, I just know mm-hmm. that you're not going to have any time for me. Great. I'm going to take up a lot of t- mm-hmm. your time. That's bad. Uh, this next one. <laughs> so on Bumble, you can scroll down to see what artists they listen to on Spotify. And one of his top artist, if you want to call it, was the white noise machine. <laughs> that's, that's actually fun. I think that's very funny. That's hilarious. And it's, it's better than most stuff played on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, that's not for boys. You don't need, why do you need to be listening to white noise machines? Um, Wait, this, that, that's not, you don't think men need a white noise? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can't sleep. <laughs> we just trying to get a good night's rest. <laughs> go, to, go to bed like a man. <laughs> just put your, put your your head on a rock. Yes, uh, no she's like, babies and toddlers <laughs> need noise machines. Not a man. Some whiskey, pop a melatonin. No, not even that. You don't need melatonin. You're a boy. Okay, this next one. Um, I, there's something about a, a man saying that he's spiritual is a big turnoff for me. Really? I, and you're spiritual? No, I'm religious. Okay. So what is the difference between spiritual and religious? Spiritual to me means you can't make up your mind. Like you, like what do you worship? You know, like I can get on board with you being. Christian, you being Jewish, you practicing anything, because at least you're committing to something. You saying you're spiritual just means you could be worshiping anything. Like, I'll be honest, I, I feel spiritual at a Taylor Swift concert, like when she has that one section and she like takes us to church, but that's as far as I'm getting on the spiritual So you realm. can't dabble in religion for you. That would be like not committing to religion is spirituality. Oh, you hilarious. want somebody committing to a religion. You got to commit to something. Okay. What, at this it, point, just being a man will get you disqualified. <laughs> Thanks. Honestly. Um, this one I know I'm going to get some hate for, and I know that this is a valuable profession. You didn't think spirituality no. was going to be the one you got hate on? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you and your crystals, bitch! <laughs> this next one, so this is actually true. So I I, um, <laughs> I saw this guy. I thought he was very cute. He has the floppy brown hair, which is my thing. I love a man with floppy mm-hmm. brown hair. But he said he was a plumber. And there's just something about being a plumber that is just so unsexy to me. Abigail. But I know it's a great profession. I know they make good money. Yes. So it's not hating the plumbers. I just don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> so, so if you're a spiritual plumber who likes good sleep <laughs> and likes to drink Pepsi, Abby does not want to date you. Drink Coke Zero like a man. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, this next one might just be specific to me, but he wore shorts down to his knees. Oh, yeah. They're too long Shorts, not good. Like Bermuda ones? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They hit your kneecaps, bruh. It's a no uh-huh. for me. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this guy had a dog that I thought was too feminine. You thought what? the dog was too feminine? What was the dog? <laughs> it was like one of those scruffy little white dogs. I'm like, it look, you know, like the, you know how every like suburban white family has a crusty white dog named Bella? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like a Maltese? Like a Maltese. <laughs> it looks like it's on its deathbed. He had one of those. And you broke up with him because of that. Well, I didn't. So we were We didn't get in a relationship. Yeah. Swipe left. I didn't get with him with a twenty-five mile radius of this oh, man. So he had his little crusty white dog in his profile, and that's what caused you. Normally, do, dudes with dogs like that's like that seals the deal. No, but this was a feminine dog. Sorry, Bella. Okay, uh, this next one. Um, his profile pic was a mirror selfie, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. get on board with That's that. That's legit. That's fair. It was legit. Okay, thank you for agreeing me on one. One. <laughs> one. You get a single one. This is better than the entire industry of plumbing. <laughs> it's literally making sense why you never get second dates. <laughs> like, on the date, he probably is like, I'll have a Pepsi, please, and she's like, swipe yeah, left out of yeah. the restaurant. <laughs> All right, this is my last one, um, and I also feel like this one's legit. So he's from Ohio, and I went out with a guy from Ohio once who sucked and yeah. so I was like I can't go yeah. back to that also I can't be spending my holidays in Ohio not my vacation days <laughs> I'm not spending Christmas in Cincinnati <laughs> yeah these, these actually make sense and you can dislike somebody by proxy like if you dated somebody that loved a band and it was a bad breakup you have to hate that band by proxy well, I completely agree so these were my last 10 icks from the last um, hour it's not a band for Abby it's just white noise apparently <laughs> Vanessa's right here with you on Superficials Swipe left. Hey, Vanessa. Hey. Um, I stopped dating. Like, he was actually a really nice guy, but I stopped dating him because he had 
like the tiniest teeth. It was like his adult teeth never came in. It was like he still had baby teeth, and I could not get past it. Like kissing him was like the. I was like, I can't do it. Stop dating him. Not the chiclet teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the virtue. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the Bird Show.